You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Today we'll be discussing recommended etching techniques and materials that help diminish postoperative sensitivity. Our guest is Dr. Rolando Nunez, currently the manager of clinical affairs for BISCO, with a dental degree from Central University of Venezuela and a master's degree in biomaterials from the University of Alabama in Birmingham. Dr. Nunez, it's a pleasure to have you back on Dental Talk. Thank you so much for the invitation, Dr. Klein. We've had several really good podcasts with you talking about postoperative sensitivity, and we slipped in some uh, all sorts of other discussions inside those topics. So uh, I encourage our listeners to tap into those various episodes focused on postoperative sensitivity and different techniques regarding etching and bonding. And as I mentioned earlier, our sponsor today is Bisco. They are certainly a leader in dental materials, focusing on um, incredible adhesive products, which goes along with this series of uh, podcasts that we're doing. And my first question to Dr. Nunez is, is there a recommended etching technique that helps diminish postoperative sensitivity? That's a, that's, a, that's a difficult question because I don't think there is a recommended etching technique. I think that if you understand your technique, you can do dentistry, restorative dentistry, without having to encounter post-op sensitivity. Now, um, I believe that by not etching the dentin with phosphoric acid, you reduce the possibility of sensitivity, of, you know, of encountering sensitivity in the restorative procedure, just because you're not opening up dentinal tubules and you're not removing smear layer. This is more of a, a logical approach that doesn't mean necessarily that it's better. It's just, it means that there are less, the amount of hassle that it's going to generate is going to be much less. It's, it's more forgiving and it's more user-friendly, selective edge or self-edge on dentin. So what materials would you recommend a dentist use to help in avoiding postoperative sensitivity? Well, now that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting question because I would say that, you know, you can have the best materials in the world, but if your technique is crappy, you're not going to achieve good results. So, you know, people tend, clinicians, and I deal with this every day. Every time there is a failure, they, they will definitely blame the material. The first thing, that is the weakest link, the material. And that is not necessarily true. Because most of the time when things fail, most of the time is technique related, is, you know, user related, okay? So is there a technique that I recommend? Sure. Selective edge will be the technique that I recommend. So you need a phosphoric acid, 32, 37, 35%. You're probably going to need a phosphoric acid that is more thixotropic. That means that it's more viscous. So you can control the placement of that um, edge on the enamel only, and then use a universal bonding agent, regardless of the brand. Why? Because in case you accidentally etch dented just a little bit, your universal bonding agent should have the capability of bonding to both etched and unetched dented. Okay, so that will be your gear. That will be part, the most important components that you need in order to achieve bond and avoid post-op sensitivity. Selective edge as a te recommended technique, phosphoric acid, one that has high viscosity, and then of course your universal bonding agent. 
Tell us something about liners. Uh, and we've heard a lot about liners in the past for deep dentin situations. What can you tell us about that? So that's a totally different ball of wax. All right. So when you apply a liner, you're definitely decreasing the possibilities for post-up sensitivity. And we were taught this, you know, from, you know, way back. Um, you should apply a liner and then your post-op sensitivity will not, you know, will not occur. Um, and this is true to some extent. I think that if a doctor goes, is doing a preparation and, and the preparation is deep, you want to apply something in those deep areas, okay? You want to apply something that releases calcium, something that generates an alkaline pH, something that might have an impact on remineralization might i'm not saying it will i'm saying it might have an impact on remineralization and all these things have to be considered there are a vast array of products out there that you know every company that develops those products will offer to the clinician hey our product has some kind of ion exchange that will generate this alkaline ph that will generate you know these conditions that will definitely help in the healing, okay, the healing of the tooth and also provide the ability to bond to them. So liners are very useful um, in deep preps or in any prep that you want to protect. And they have, they have come a long way ever since the conception of a liner to what we have available today. We have a product called Theracal LC. Theracal LC is a, is a calcium silicate containing resin, okay? So it's a, light cure, it's a light cure resin that has calcium silicate, but the resin is a proprietary formula, so it will allow for ion exchange, okay? So you, you need for water to come through the, the matrix, through the material, and then you will have, you know, calcium being released into the system. We used um, something similar to Portland cement, you know, NTA-like type of material. Um, so calcium silicate is being released, and what you have there is an alkaline pH environment being generated, and also the product has very low solubility, so it will stay there uh, longer than, you know, its predecessor, um, calcium hydroxide, for example, dical. Can you tell us how that material is applied? Okay, so Theracat LC, you need to leave your dentin moist, all right? Otherwise, your product is going to just flake away. It's not going to stay there. So if you leave your dentin moist, you apply a layer of Theracal. It cannot be thicker than one millimeter, okay? And the reason for that is that Theracat LC contains calcium, so it makes it opaque white and very very opaque so when you cure it the light will probably polymerize the top but if your layer is too thick the bottom that is in contact with the dentin will not polymerize so the first thing that's going to happen is that it's not going to stay in place because it's unpolymerized and the second thing is that you're going to leave some uncured monomer in the system you don't want that you don't want you want the product to be as well polymerized as possible. So your layer has to be less than one millimeter in thickness. So you need to have some moisture in the system, moist dentin, and then you need to apply a layer less than one millimeter, and then you cure it, and then you do your bonding procedure. So you do your bonding procedure right over the Theracal LC? Yes. 
It okay. will be 100% compatible with, with any bonding agent. One last question before we wrap up this podcast, Dr. Nunez. Can you still achieve a good bond when using Selective Edge? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, to, to enamel your, your, your bond is going to be super optimized. You know, it's a no-brainer. You're etching enamel with phosphoric acid. I mean, th- there isn't anything better than that. You know, um, and on dentin, these universal bonding agents have achieved a such level of development that they can actually bond to dentin in both selective edge or self-edge or total edge mode, and their values are very similar. Okay, so you can rest assured that your bond strength is not going to be compromised regardless of the technique that you apply, the, the technique that you use to apply the bonding agent on the dentin surface. So you're good to go. You're fine. So in your experience, to wrap up this podcast, what is the most common mistake a dentist makes when doing bonding procedures that lead to post-opera sensitivity? Maybe you want to give the top two or top three mistakes in priority order. Yes. Um, the first one is moisture control. You know, when, when, when they use total edge technique and, and, and then they remove the edge, they rinse it away, and now they need to generate this proper moisture environment or, you know, dentin has to have the proper moisture. This is where, you know, people use air. They blast that dentin and they collapse collagen. That's, that's, that's probably the number one um, mistake people make. They don't understand that in order to remove the excess water, you should not use air. Um, the second mistake is that they don't follow the manufacturer's instructions when it comes down to application of the dental adhesive. So they don't scrub it or, you know, if the adhesive requires some agitation, they don't agitate it. Instead of that, they let it dwell because they feel that's better. Um, They don't apply the proper amount of coats. They don't dry the solvent the proper amount of time. They under cure it or they, you know, so there are many, many mistakes that can lead to that. But probably the biggest one that is technique related, it has to do with uh, moisture control. Everything else is um, instructions for use. You need to follow those, but moisture control is a biggie. And in, in, in to me, that's why selective edge is the technique to go to. So you don't have to worry about moisture control on edge dentin. Okay, well, that's been incredibly insightful, Dr. Nunez. We really appreciate your input. Dr. Nunez has completed four podcasts with this one on Viva Learning. You can hear it on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or any of your uh, favorite platforms, including iHeartRadio recently picked us up. And of course, VivaLearning.com. We have a podcast section there as well. Feel free to visit Bisco.com. That's their website that has all their information. They have frequently asked questions. They have information about their products. You can contact their technical people that are fantastic about answering questions regarding clinical techniques. And even occasionally they drag Dr. Nunez out of the lab and he answers questions. So that's always nice to hear. Again, thank you very much, Dr. Nunez, and we appreciate all your insight. All right, Dr. Klein, thank you very much for the invitation. It's always a pleasure to come here and have these wonderful podcasts.